happier place to be. I won't cry miracle. Maple syrup is the best. It's so yeah. good. Just be present with me and love me. I won't cry wow. 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 When they started doing this weird hellos. I mean, we should think of the, the the reality as more symbiotic. I heard somebody say that when you shake hands with some, someone, you exchange 50,000 viruses. Just then. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. Coming at you with a quick intro. Another quick intro for another extra episode with our buddy Cat. Greg Carwood over at the Higher Side Chats. Fun chat. He was the first chat in the new studio, so that's uh, fantastic. And, yeah, it's a great episode, great chat. Of course, there's some COVID chat in there and everything else. But always fun to chat yeah, with our buddy Greg. Antiviral. Some antiviral stuff. Yeah, Greg's wondering about the whole virology model right now, so we get into that a little bit. Overall, great chat. There's a huge overlap between our audience and Greg, so I'm sure Tony is be excited for this one. And, uh, yeah, we got Graham can't get a COVID test done, Lop. I did, yeah, we did. We got it. You finally got your test done? Yeah, how you doing? Good. Good. <clears throat> so I don't have to worry about COVID by association? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I didn't get tested. Oh. I might have it. But, I mean, I've been social distancing with Maria at home, so maybe I, you know, maybe I do have it and I haven't spread it to her. I'm just kidding. There you go. But no, it's hard to do at home. But uh, yeah, she got tested. I was going to talk to you about the process. We finally got in, like after four or five days. How many Went times to the drive-through? How many times did you have to call? Uh, we didn't. She they called us back. It just took them way longer than they said it would to call us back. And then we heard uh, the test results in two days after the test. So she's negative, so it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Did they stick the thing way up her nose? No, down the throat. Really? Yeah. Right to the back? Yeah. They come in the drive-thru. It's pretty weird. Like, you go through the drive-thru, you got to turn your car on and off about five times because you can't have it idling in the in the lineup, you know, because all the people breathing in the exhaust, I guess, or yeah. global warming or whatever yeah. other reason. So you're like, I'm starting it, stopping it, starting it, stopping it to undo the windows. And and then they do the swab in, in the back of the throat, and then they put this little the swab, they break it off and drop it into the vial. How many and, cars were and, there? And this one, like there was four cars. It wasn't, we were a little early from our appointment and we got through no problem. It was not a long process by the time it got there. It was just days waiting to get your appointment. So she, she breaks the swab off, but it doesn't break off properly. And she pulls it back up and it dangles around and then she pushes it back in. Maybe the COVID and I was fell like, off. It took a, well, no, it took a while and I was like, hang on a sec. Like, did that touch her? Did that touch anything when it dangled around? And like, why, like, cause it took me a while to understand why, why is she trying to break it off to drop it in the thing? Like, why can't they just drop it in? But I guess, oh, I guess cause their fingertips, I guess they break they it off so it, that. That they don't touch it. Yeah. They but don't. if it comes back up and dangles around, like, did that touch her glove? Like in the, so I was like, Santa Maria, I'm go, 
it took me a while to figure out what happened. And then I was like, we're still in lineup. I said to Maria, I said, look, if, if you come back positive, we're going to come and get retested because that mm. dangled around. And I didn't know if it touched her glove or not, but if there's COVID on her glove, cause she's testing all these people with, that are supposedly have COVID then. So that left a and bad I'm like, taste well, I was like, should we say something? And at first I'm like, no, I don't want to say something. But then I didn't want to, I wanted to be strong for Maria. And she's like, well, we should say something. So I said something to the lady. I'm like, Hey, just so you know, you know, the thing didn't break off. It dangled around. And what if it touched something? And she was kind of almost offended in a way. It wasn't yeah. the same woman. It was a different woman. She was offended at your and audacity I said, well, to question her professionalism. And I said, should we get retested? And she's like, well, no, it sounds like everything's okay. And I'm like, well, what if it touched the glove? And she goes, touch the glove. And I go, well, I don't know. It dangled around. It might have touched the glove. And then they're like, no, it should be fine. So I'm like, whatever. But you would think... If there's a little bit of a mistake in the process, wouldn't they just say, hey, let's just retest? Maybe. Wouldn't maybe wouldn't not. you? Tests might be a hot commodity. So maybe they're like, we can't retest. We can't just be throwing tests around. What? Dude, they could just take the other one, <sighs> throw it away, and retest. I mean, come on. Who's paying for that, Dunlap? <laughs> Who's paying for that? We are with our taxes, obviously. This is true. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, it was, it was, it, so we got the call today. It was only two days after that uh, she's negative. So. All clear. Were they excited about it? Or My sister's been not feeling well, too. So th this is the weird thing. Like, I don't know if this is partly psychosomatic or all these people stuck at home wondering about the symptoms. Like, sometimes my chest feels tight. I'm like, what's going on? Is that... <laughs> is There's that, some psychosomatic going you know? on for Holy sure by shit. this point. My, my sister's, like, wondering if she's got it. And she called. They won't in B.C., they won't even test unless you're pregnant or a healthcare worker. Really? No wonder why their results are so low, because they're hardly testing people. That could do it. Totally. This is the problem with the, this whole fucking scam. Scamdemic? That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else Anyways. you got? Non-COVID related. Uh, well, I mean, it's all... Did you have an email to go to this time? No, I got a quote from somebody. A quote? Yeah. Ooh, I have a quote jingle. Ready to go. It's almost like I knew. You gonna... never guess who this is. Never? No. Well, the ones you think I'm going to guess, I'll never guess. So I believe you. It's the profound quote of the week. Darren, can you guess it? It's the profound quote of Ready? Yep. I have over half a dozen books with information about the United Nations and various documents from them and the NGOs that write their policies. Everything they do is geared towards the end goal of world government. <laughs> this was openly admitted in the beginning, even on mainstream news, but over time, this fact has been swept under the rug. That's not to say everything they do is bad, but they do have a deep history corruption. Of corruption. I know, it just says corruption. It misses the out. So I'm reading it verbatim for you, Darren. Okay, good. That is somebody who's been named Goodwill Ambassador for the UN's World Health. Bill Gates? Lady Gaga's mom. Shady Gaga? <laughs> <laughs> That's who made the comment? The quote? The quotes yeah. from Lady Gaga's mom? Yeah. Is it about Bill Gates? No, it's just about, about NGOs. And oh. Did you listen? Yeah, I thought it was about Gates, so. No, 
Well, Gates. You know what's funny is like I mean, Gates is in the mix and whatever. Lady Gaga just endorsed Joe Biden. (laughs) I know. I mean, this is the thing, right? It's all connected. That's what I mean. That's crazy. Cray cray. Uh, Support the show. America.ca slash support. If you've been doing the extra, enjoying the extra content, I know a bunch of people were loving the episode with James Drew. We got a ton of feedback on that. We appreciate it. Head over to grimeraca.ca slash support if you're getting some value from the show. If it's adding to your life in a little bit, maybe you can send a buck or two back our way. We would be forever grateful. You would click on one of those links at grimeraca.ca slash support. Sign up for monthly, buck a month, two bucks a month, hundred bucks a month. Hey, whatever's clever. And uh, helps us keep the wheels rolling around here. Yep. For sure. Uh, anything else you got? Yeah, just other just... uh, What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Just as other ways to support the show as well. Right? Oh, well, I mean, all the yeah, stuff in can, there. Yeah, the show notes. Follow the links show in the show notes. notes. T-shirt ideas. If you're in the oh, chats, yeah, yeah. grabamerica.ca slash chats. There's a whole channel in there that's just for T-shirt ideas. So if you have a clever T-shirt slogan or something like that, you can post it in there. And Ellie will get it turned into a T-shirt. It'll be available on the swag page. I actually should head over there soon. I think I know, now that she's doing all those uh, quotes and stuff like that, and I might have we, maybe we should start having instead of how, having a Superman shirt, we could have some cool quotes. Yeah, let's, let's order some T-shirts. Order for some of our own we'll T-shirts. Get some of the money back. A yeah. couple bucks we, back. Yeah, it's yeah, like just the more we spend, the more we get back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got to. We're supporting ourselves. Yeah. Revenue plan there. Exactly. <laughs> it's only going to work for so long, but just keep just only buy clothes from Redbubble. Can That's you get it. good socks, like good short sports we socks? Only and stuff? buy our own clothes. <laughs> can you just can you just buy short socks? Grammarica <laughs> socks. Grammarica underwear. Little ankle ankle socks like with. Uh, you know, I haven't checked for socks at all. All right. Not something I've looked for. Grimeraca.ca slash swag. Is there boxer briefs there? Like comfy boxer briefs? I'm not sure if there's underwear. You have to go to grimeraca.ca slash swag and you'll just have to check it out. All right. And if there's a product you don't see there, you can ask Ellie in the shirts and swag. Okay. Room in the chats, grimeraca.ca slash chats, and uh, she'll get you sorted with a yes, no, maybe so. Right on. Anyway, we're going to stop at No, no, no. Oh, I got a project got operation for oh. you. I got it all lined up. I spent oh. time studying all this stuff this morning. The project operation? Short. What do you mean? Two episodes in a row? Well, uh, yeah. There's a lot of these to be covered, dude. There's all Project right. 112. I was going to do that. I'm playing the Operation jingle, Mayday. I, wasn't, I was going to do that. I, I've heard Operation Mayday. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. I was going to do Operation Polka Dot. You know what? Operation Polka Dot, I could not even search it. Every time I tried to search it, it would stop searching. Really? I had to open up Safari and go to DuckDuckGo to get it to open. A new browser? Yeah. Google won't do it? Safari, normal, yeah, normal Google through Safari wouldn't do it. Okay, that's good. That's good. It wakes me out. It's, okay. He's got some crazy MK Ultra stuff in there. He's like MK Ultra and Graham. So I'm going to do Operation Lack. Lack, Yeah, we've talked about this before in our weather modification segments and stuff like that. Going way back, a couple years. This stands for Large Area Coverage. What's the K? It's a C. Did I say K? I said L-A-C-K, and you said yes. Yeah, it's L-A-C. Oh. Lack. Do you even listen when I talk? Or? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a uh, United States Army Chemical Corps operation, which dispersed microscopic zinc cadmium sulfide. 
over much of the United States and Canada in order to test dispersal patterns and the geographic range of chemical and biological weapons. So we, we talked about this in context of like weather modification and, and chemtrails and all that, because it comes up a lot in Jim Lee's, Jim Lee's work. So there was some earlier tests. There were several tests that occurred prior to the first spring affiliated with Operation Lack, large area coverage, that proved the concept of this large area coverage. Canadian historical files relating to participation in the test cite in particular three previous st- series of tests leading up to those. In 1950... Six simulated attacks were conducted upon the San Francisco Bay Area. It was concluded that it was feasible to attack a seaport city with biological aerosol agents from a ship offshore. In March, April 52, five trials were conducted off the coast of South Carolina and Georgia under Operation Dew. We've talked about Operation Dew before, a long time ago. It was concluded that long-range aerosol clouds could obtain hundreds of miles of travel and large area coverage when disseminated from ground level under certain meteorological conditions. And in 1957, the North Sea, east coast of Britain, it was shown that large area coverage with particles was feasible under most meteorological conditions. So this operation, LAC, was uh, between 57 and 58, U.S. Army Chemical Corps, Principally, the operation involves spraying large areas with radioactive zinc cadmium sulfide. The Air Force what loaned could go the. Wrong? <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. Air Force loaned the Army a C 119 flying box car, and it was used to disperse this by the ton in the atmosphere over the United States. The test first occurred on December 2nd, 57, along a path from South Dakota to South Dakota to International Falls, Minnesota. I don't even know how far That's that like is, right to Canada almost. International Falls, the border from Canada and US. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a border wow. crossing. The tests were designed to determine the dispersion and geographic range of biologic or chemical agents. Stationed on the ground, tracked stations on the ground tracked the fluorescent zinc cadmium sulfide particles. During the first test and subsequently much of the material dispersed ended up being carried by the winds into Canada. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Hope the test was successful. However, as was the case in the first test, particles were detected up to 1,200 miles away from their drop point. That's about, what, 1,800 kilometers? Yes. Quite a ways. Yeah. A typical flight line covering 400 miles would release 5,000 pounds of zinc cadmium sulfide. And in the fiscal year 58, around a hundred hours were spent in flight for lack. That flight time included four runs of various lengths. One, which was four, 1400 miles long. Oof. Then there's, they talk about uh, some specific tests and some scope. According to Leonard A. Cole, an Army Chemical Corps document titled Summary of Major Events and Problems described the scope of Operation Lack. Cole stated that the document outlined that the tests were the largest ever undertaken by Chemical Corps and that the test area stretched from the Rocky Mountains to the Atlantic Ocean and from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico. Huh. There you have it. Risks and issues. I'll just They've finish been up. Spraying with this. shit at you for fucking ever. decades since the fifties. <laughs> radioactive. Not, shit. I'm not saying it's been ongoing since the fifties. I don't want to be radioactive you know, shit promoting disinformation or fake news. But it's here, all in Wikipedia. Take that with a grain of salt. 
So Bacillus globuli, no, globigii, globigii. Globigii? Globigii. Was used to simulate biological warfare agents such as anthrax because it was then considered a contaminant with little health consequence to humans. However, BG is now considered a human pathogen. Anecdotal evidence exists that ZNCDS caused adverse health effects as a result of lack. However, a U.S. government, so this is only anecdotal, of course, and then, however, a U.S. governmental study done by the U.S. National Research Council stated in part, after an exhaustive independent review requested by Congress, we have found no evidence that exposure to this zinc cadmium sulfide at these levels could cause people to become sick. Still, the use of this remains controversial, as, and one critic accused the Army of literally using the country as an experimental laboratory. Although, according to the National Libraries of Medicine's ToxNet database, the EPA reported that cadmium sulfide was classified as a probable human carcinogen. There you have it. This one creepy That's a creepy, creepy one. Operation. Spraying shit around. The 50s and 60s just seemed to be a fucking <laughs> heyday for spraying shit at people. During the Cold War, that's the scary thing about slipping into a Cold War with China. They just start fucking doing whatever the fuck they want again. Yeah. Under the cloak of darkness. Yeah. Motherfucking fascists. Sorry to end on a Debbie Downer note, but... That's all right. Greg will chew you up. It's not a dark and dismal COVID chat. It's a fun one. It was the first chat in the new studio, like we said, and uh, it's been a few weeks. I think this is the last one that we have sort of in the far back can, yeah. in the way back machine. And once we get them going, we got some great shows coming out. Who's the yeah. next one? Fenton, which we just did like a week ago. So Yeah, that's better. We're catching then, up yeah. fast. We got, we got Charlie Robinson coming up. Charlie Robinson coming up. Nassim Harriman. Nassim Harriman coming up. Yeah. Did we have someone else this Wednesday too? No, I don't think so. We're no. trying to double someone up. Yeah, I can't I remember who I offered that yeah. to. I better double. The calendar is still empty. So. I better circle back around yeah. on that. Yeah. I offered someone that day, and I can't remember who it was. So, yeah, it's going to be good. There you have it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Great month coming up. Support the show. Enjoy the chat. Have a great weekend. And Greg, knocking it out of the park. got greg harwood back with us the host of the higher side chats the the infamous the master of the intros i'm not gonna do an intro like greg does in his podcast it's just impossible to do welcome back greg it's been over a year man how you doing yeah can't complain how's it going you cool cats and kittens just trying to stay away from that bitch carl baskin <laughs>
We just finally oh. moved again. <laughs> oh, I was I was looking at memes last night and I was laughing out loud. I could not stop laughing in the memes of that show. Yeah, I love it. I mean, what else is there to do, you know, yeah. all this chaos? <laughs> I'm, uh, but thanks for having it. me. I don't get the they reference. They don't get it. They don't get it yet. It's just a Tiger King reference. You'll yeah. one day you'll understand. Oh, is this something I'm missing? Yeah. I seen the Tiger King on Netflix and I was like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> watch it. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Although you will see some dark shit that like you should be prepared before you see. That's how yeah. Netflix is. That's true. It like it's true. It springs the darkness on you. It's like Disney on steroids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how that was some of the memes is like Disney Plus, you know, putting out the show and Netflix saying like hold my beer and there's the Tiger King. You know? Oh yeah. It is a really wild story. And I just love big cats. So to see big cats in a chaotic and unstructured environment. And they sometimes, sometimes bite a motherfucker. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> hilarious. And it's like, oh, I'm not, these are just my pets. It's like, actually, they want to rip you apart and can. So, I don't know. It, you know, that's uh, probably the least of our concerns. But it should at least be on the list that everyone needs to see Tire King. Yeah. Noted. So, Greg with your show how do you approach this whole pandemic i mean it's hard to know what to talk about how far to go Two how deep minutes. to go or you, how are you navigating those waters yeah at at first i was probably just as freaked out as anyone else well actually if we go back a little bit more i was not freaked out at all because i was like this is going to be another swine flu another bird flu like we've been through this before i'm not even going to mention it i'm not going to give it my time and then once the crackdown started to happen, I started to get a little claustrophobic. I started to feel like, oh, shit, like now I'm not supposed to leave the house. And there's a computer in front of and it, as a middleman between all my human interaction. And I'm kind of a, a figure that talks shit online. So I'm pretty much primed for deplatforming. So I just started to get a little bit claustrophobic about that fact. And. I've also had situations where I've seen things on not Facebook, but Twitter for sure, where I got messages that the person did not send. I mean, it's happened twice now. And I could just tell, you know, you know, your friends, you're like, this doesn't sound like this person at all. And you at, you take a screenshot and you show it to them and they're like, I did not say that. And it's just, it's very strange. So I don't like a computer being in front of all my interactions. I have a lot of friends that are really drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't mean to be disrespectful to them, but you know, it's it's been difficult in that regard because after I started really diving into a lot of stuff, I am not scared of a virus anymore. I'm actually curious about virology in general. And you guys are vaccine skeptics. It's really just one level deeper because you have to sell the viruses make us sick and are extremely contagious, you have to sell that to get to vaccines. And the more I've been looking at stuff, kind of like 9-11. 9-11 seems really crazy. And like, how could that ever happen? And then you look at the history of false flags, and you're like, oh, okay, this is just one thing in a, a long history. When you start looking at the history of the medical system, it's not very old. And they've done a lot of weird, fucked up shit along that road, getting your 
head drilled into for a common cold, getting your leg chopped off for a, a swollen ankle. Like it was pretty rudimentary for a long time. And there are a lot of studies where they tried to prove contagiousness through some gross means. There's doctors who uh, took the skin of polio people, I believe, and chewed on it, tried to see if they could get it, uh, tried to have their assistants do that, and it didn't transfer. And there's also a story of um, doctors taking the snot out of infected people's nose, I believe, during the first flu pandemic and injecting it into other people. Again, they didn't get sick. So I don't know that contagiousness and the idea that viruses make us sick has ever been satisfactory proven, really. It's like we run with it because the CDC is like an unquestionable God, but they've lied to us a lot over the years. I think we all know. We've interviewed many guests who have outlined a lot of corruption within the CDC and the medical system, and we have been sold a lot of big lies. And this one seems very big. I even hear myself and I'm like, they're talking kind of crazy and we just got started. But I am questioning some of this stuff. And then you have to go down the rabbit hole of like, okay, well, what does make people sick? Well, it typically seems like it's corporate poisoning. Areas of the planet, like a, a town, can be poisoned by a particular pollutant. And they say that an infection ran rampant. This is the situation with polio. Polio apparently was a chemical in a herbicide and pesticide called DDT. And so you have situations where in a family, one person would get polio. Who is it? It's the person who was out in the fucking fields picking apples and not their wife and not their children. And so when they rolled out a polio vaccine, the first one, the one that everybody you know, touts is like the holy grail of vaccines, it was also at the time when they just stopped putting that stuff in the, in the pesticides because they knew it was fucking people up. So you just you don't admit to what you did. You quietly throw it away and you roll out a vaccine. And now if you integrate to these companies, which chemical companies, a pesticide company and a vaccine company are in the same wheelhouse. And we know there's revolving doors through the, the top of these corporations and they have aligned strategies. You roll out the vaccine, you make just as much money as what you did dumping this chemical on these people. And you don't pay any consequence. So I have questions about virology in general. And then you throw in with coronavirus, you throw in the testing. The testing's less than 50% accurate. And more than people, more than 50% of people who get tested don't have any symptoms. So what are we testing? What is this? What is this really? Uh, I have a lot of questions about it. All the people who die are like over 80. We're already on death's door. 99% of people in Italy, they've said, Bloomberg article, 99% of the people who've died of coronavirus in Italy had other illnesses. Also, we got to talk 50, about the 50 percent of them. Fifty percent of them had multiple, I think. Yeah. And they're counting three things already. They're also counting pneumonia deaths as coronavirus deaths. They're just assuming that if someone has bad flu or pneumonia at this stage, they're just assuming it's coronavirus. Well, what about all the other stuff that's just normally here? Why would it have any difference at all in its rate of contagion and how many people it wipes out? Because it's more than people realize on a yearly basis. And again, I have questions about like, well, what is that? What is the, the yearly flu? But if you just focus on the coronavirus, I want to know how many people have died of it that didn't get treated with harsh antiviral drugs, malaria and Ebola drugs. You know, that's the number I want to know. And I don't think they have that number. 
You know, did people die in the hospital because they were old and weak and you were aggressively pumping them with Ebola drugs and then they died and you said, oh, coronavirus got them. Did it? I mean, I'm not so sure. So the testing's fucked up. Most people don't even have symptoms and the people who are dying are getting pumped with really harsh drugs. And all these things combined and the fudging of numbers by using deaths of other viruses, it all can create a shit storm of panic and manipulated data. And I just don't know if there's really anything to be afraid of. I don't even know if, if contagiousness is real. So I'm pretty much fearless in this thing, except for the technocratic aspects. Those scare the shit out of me. But for the rest of it, I, I could give a shit. I'm not, I'm not scared to go to the grocery store at this point. Roger that. Yeah, my, we <laughs> have noticed. You to, uh, have you had to turn it all hot in here? <laughs> my, uh, my kids were Sorry. sick in December, and I was really sick over Christmas. And my yeah. wife and I, we talked about uh, at the time, because after the, each of the kids had a fever, their facial structure changes slightly. Like you notice it. It's enough yeah. to notice the kids grow. Like after a fever, it's you, your whole, I don't know, your disposition or something changes. And it almost seems like viruses are needed for us to part of our growing. You know, there used to be the childhood viruses that they would all get. And it, it almost seems like there are things that would strengthen us more so than weaken us along those lines yeah. that you're talking about. Absolutely. And you just reminded me of something I've been keeping up on my computer because I've had to have a lot of uncomfortable conversations where I sound crazy this week. But um, yes, so there was a study that came out, Influenza Vaccine. Influenza vaccine and respiratory virus interference among Department of Defense personnel during the 2017-2018 influenza season. What this says is, while flu vaccination offers protection from influenza, natural influenza infection might reduce the risk of non-influenza influenza respiratory viruses by providing non-specific immunity against these viruses. On the other hand, recently published studies have described the phenomenon of vaccine-associated virus interference. That is, vaccinated individuals may be at increased risk for other respiratory viruses because they do not receive the non-specific immunity associated with natural infection. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. Are the people who are getting hit hard, are they the ones who had a flu shot last year? Worth asking. And there were some theories going around about a month ago, and it was just in China, that people who, you know, they had, had just had this mandatory vaccination all across China. And so some people were theorizing that maybe this came from that. And then other ones said that at, when you got it the first time, you seemed to recover. And then they were seemingly getting again, but much worse. And so then some theories from that were that it was because then you're coming in contact with the natural coronavirus in your environment because it's so mm. prevalent. It's like 10% of our viral load in our natural environments. And so you get vaccinated against something, you have the reaction, the natural reaction from the vaccine, you know, you get a flu vaccine, you're going to get, you, you've just been given the flu, so you might, you probably will get sick from it. Mm -hmm. And then you get better and then you come in contact with a natural virus and that's when you get super, super sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that that has a lot of merit. I, and also I would mention that I too got sick in December and that's kind of my escape hatch is like, if all the stuff I've been reading about viruses and stuff, the alternative paradigm is wrong. 
then I can at least say, well, even by the conventional standards, I had a buddy come over on Christmas Day. He was hacking up along. Me and my wife were both like, Jesus Christ, man, should you be here? And should we be smoking this joint together? I'm not so sure. But we both got sick after that. And we were sick from Christmas. We missed the New Year's party and we were sick through then. And then when I felt better, like January 3rd or 4th, I still had a cough that lasted at least a month. And it sounded horrible and, uh, you know, everybody's like, dude, should I be around you? You know, I'm like, no, I do feel better. It's just this cough, but it wouldn't go away. So that's my escape hatch too, is that you've already had, I've already had this. Yeah, totally. And see what I want to know is when the vaccinations become mandatory, are we going to be able to be tested to see if we have antibodies to it so that we don't need your vaccine? Like if we've already had this, then we have natural immunity because we got it naturally instead of being injected with it, which only lasts for a short period of time. Right. And it's going to be important what kind of test they're doing. Are they doing an antibody antibody test? Are they doing a test for the RNA marker that they are saying is the virus itself? Uh, I've been reading a lot of Rudolf Steiner, big occultist, bright mind, kind of like a, a Nikola Tesla, Wilhelm Reich type of guy, really bright, wrote on a lot of subjects and was just kind of like banned from the official history. His opinion is that viruses are nothing but excretions of an unhealthy or damaged cell. So he's saying they're not the cause of anything, but your cell gets damaged by corporate chemicals, by 5G, by something, just general pollution. And your cell starts to excrete these things that we look at under a microscope and say, that's a virus. That's why they're sick. He doesn't have the virus. He's not sick. He's got it. That's what causes it. It's your body, potentially it's your body's reaction to dis-ease. I don't know. I've been, I've been reading this and it's making a little bit of sense. It's weird, but I'm into it. I dig Steiner too. It, Mike, Michael, I was talking to your friend Brad. This was in the fall, so I think it was late November. And I had that cough and it started in my, uh, in my nose. It kind of went down into my chest. Started <clears throat> coughing up the, the green phlegm, which is pretty rare for me. Mm-hmm. And Brad said he had it for a while and he was calling it, they said, he said they were calling it the walking pneumonia. Yep. Mm. And I, so I, I feel like it was around here last fall as well. Late I fall. also, I think there might be some merit to that idea that it was exacerbated by 5G testing in Wuhan. I don't discredit the fact that we've got these documents that show that 5G at a 60 hertz wavelength can cause flu-like symptoms and respiratory issues. And I've been reading a book called The Invisible Rainbow. I don't think I have the author's name handy, but it's very good. And it's about the electrification of the earth. He draws the analogy that all the major pandemics coincide with a giant radical human-made change to the electrification of the earth, whether it's radar, the invention of radio, or 5G. So, I don't know. There's an interesting premise there. But he said one I was reading his newsletter. He said one clue that coronavirus is caused by um, electro interference and EMF is that people have reported one of the weird uh, symptoms is a loss of your sense of smell. And that is a symptom that was has only ever really been associated with something they called like electricity toxic syndrome that was happening in the Soviet Union when it was still the Soviet Union. So weird, weird stuff, but 
Uh, I think we can, just like 9-11, you can look at the legislation they had ready to jam on through in the panicked moment, and you can be like, oh, that's what this is about. And so I assume in a few weeks it'll wind down because they're going to get through what they want through. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's a bill in Alberta here talking about vaccinations where there was a bill on the table, and I think they're just trying to get it amended so that uh, – if forced fast vaccinations come along, it's it's no longer a $2,000 fine. If you don't comply, it's $100,000. What? Darren, have you heard about that one no, in, in our local province? No, that's the yeah. first I've heard of yeah. it. Yeah, that's pretty scary. scary. Yes. Yeah. We're Especially getting fine. when even, even Fauci, I, I mean, I just happened to turn it on the other day when he was talking, and he was talking about the dangers of vaccine and how they, how they need to test, test, test. And I'm like, there's all these people that don't even think that vaccines cause any injury at all. And here's Fauci, one of the guys that's embedded in this whole vaccine industry, talking some for some reason openly about how dangerous they can be. You don't want to give somebody what you're trying to heal them from, and yeah. you don't want to cause any of these other side effects. I'm like, holy shit, this should be a, a red pill. He's just casting a wider population. net. Yeah, I actually was listening to Del Bigtree, who we all know and love, and he had that same point that he played a few clips of your typical pro-vaccine corporate scientists who go and they they tout how great they are. And he had clips of these guys in this case of coronavirus saying, well, hold on, we got to be very careful, just like you're saying about Fauci, like we we, we really can't rush into this, blah, blah, blah. And Dell's big but Del Bigtree's point, or what he was speculating, was that the reason these guys are pumping the brakes is they don't want these kind of eyes on a vaccine study. Usually they get to do what they want in private. You know, they just do, um, you know, the corporations do their own studies, nothing independent, no eyes watching them. Everyone just takes their word. But in this case, there's going to be fucking a million eyes watching these trials and they're going to make sure everything's by the book and they're not going to be able to do their tricks like using a control group that gets the adjuvant as well. Like they're not going to be able to do these little things they do just to tweak the numbers enough so it looks like vaccine damage because they acknowledge it happens. But they say it's like one in a thousand rather than, you know, the rates of whatever the rates of autism might be something closer to that, maybe. We're having Dell actually. We were supposed to have Dell back on earlier this afternoon, but we're having him on next Tuesday instead. So oh. I'm I'm curious to yeah pick Dell's brain on everything that's going on. I mean, it's funny. I'm I'm interviewing ahead. him the the Tuesday. Sorry, I'm interviewing him the Tuesday after. So just a little coincidence. That's uh, kind of funny. Nice making the rounds. We should yeah, all do his a big last giant swap cast sometime. Yeah, his last high wire was pretty incredible with all the numbers of uh, all the trends of the deaths in Europe on a, on a graph. And it shows where we're at right now with the coronavirus and how it doesn't even match the the uh, the peaks of the trends every season or every year since the last three or four years in all these countries in Europe. Very interesting. Yes. And speaking of Fauci, another thing I have here. Now, there's some discrepancy over the date. Because John Rappaport put it up on his website on March 26th, because he said that's what the CDC had listed as. But then he had to offer up uh, an addendum that said, well, actually, this was published a month previous or whatever. But these are Fauci's own words in the New England Journal of Medicine. And I think they're lying about the date because this would be right after the big package got passed through. And he says, 
If one assumes that the number of asymptomatic or minimally symptomatic cases is several times as high as the number of reported cases, the case fatality, the case fatality rate may be considerably less than 1%. This suggests that the overall clinical consequences of COVID-19 may ultimately be akin to those of a severe seasonal flu, which has been has a case fatality rate of approximately 0.1 or 0.1%. So, you know, that's what I'm speculating is this is going to start winding down. But you, this motherfucker is basically like, oh, since since we've tested and 50% of people are asymptomatic, well, I guess asymptomatic cases could be much higher because why would people who feel well get a test? So, you know, in Alberta, you can't even get data. a test unless you're sick or old. I wouldn't want one. I don't want a fucking test. I want to have control over my fucking life. I wonder if they test. can cross-reference your 23andMe data for the people that already did 23andMe. Mm. So I think it's a DNA scoop for sure. Did you do 23andMe, Greg? No, no. Graham's trying what to convince me. What do you think? You think it's a good idea? No. I vote I no. wouldn't do it. Especially not 23andMe. It's too like hyped and you would want to pay yeah. a little bit more and get a better, a better, smaller company maybe to do it. Yeah. That's what I would do. If you want to be middle ground, I would go with a different company. But what do you need to know? What do you want to know? If I'm a Denisovian. <laughs> I say chances are good. Yeah, I agree. Let's go with Greg's assessment. Sold. Let's just stick with that. <laughs> so how um how's the how like you must be San Diego, kind of whack of people there, military town. What's the what's the buzz around there? I mean, Calgary, I mean, like our lockdown here is fucking super chill. I went to Best Buy and got a computer monitor yesterday. And there was a bunch of Best Buy dudes outside stopping people from going inside. And I like they took down my name. They're like, what'd you buy? And what, I was really? like, a monitor. And they're like, yeah, okay. And like, wait here. And then he ran in like, oh. okay. You can go in. So then I go in. They got this big plastic screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I went. Showing my ID. I hold it up. They punch everything in. A keypad. I use my card. And then, you know, the monitor pops out the side. So you could see this being the future of shopping. I think Costco's mm -hmm. got it best so far. But Home Depot is weird. You can only go in one door and out a different door. And they stop you before you come in and give you a spiel about how you need to be inside when you're inside Home Depot. You go to Canadian Tire, nothing, nothing at all. See, the <laughs> weird thing with me is I don't know how other people are taking the social distancing. So it's like, I, to me, it's a big joke. And, but much but to other watch. people, it's super serious. So it's like, yeah. you know, like yesterday I was at the dollar store and I tried to do this. Like I went around the corner, there was a guy there and I tried to do this like weird matrix, matrixy <laughs> sort of like slow motion thing around the corner yeah. to stay six feet away. And Buddy was not fucking having it. He was not impressed. He did not like my... My little thing. And other people, you can kind of, you're like snickering at each other, you know? But it's like nobody really knows. We've, we've taken, it seems like PC was maybe going away, and now it's to the next level where we don't even want to fucking look at each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the social trauma, the mind virus that's involved in all this, I think is way worse, as is the economics of it. Our Best Buys are similar. They're only doing online orders that you go into and you pick up. But it is not, it is not chill. It is not casual with this crackdown i have a buddy who goes out and surfs every day 
And he's like, dude, they kicked me out of the ocean. Yeah. Like they're not allowed to. This ocean is roped off. Pacific Ocean. No, uh, that's fucked up. I would think that'd be one of the safest places to be like. Well, to out, me, that's a red flag. Everything. That that's that yeah, this isn't is. really what's going on. It is. And ev- almost everyone I know is taking it very seriously. And I don't fault them for it. Uh, I had my bad days and moments of panic in this thing. I had a weed guy come over and deliver weed and he wasn't coming in. He was like, tell me what you want and I'm not coming in. I'll just give it to you. And I Lysol those packages down. And my wife looked at me like, it's getting to you. <laughs> and that was probably my weakest moment. And then I got into the Steiner stuff. And now I don't even f- fucking think viruses are real. I don't give a shit. But I can understand how it gets you. It must be like, good weird. weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're in this world, you know. So, like, we saw some of these things coming. We, we if, if you don't look at this stuff, this thing just blindsided you like a motherfucker. And it's very scary, especially if you drink the Kool-Aid that the CDC is trustworthy and they are the authorities on this. I understand. I've just basically put out the call to all my friends like, look, I'm telling you, I'm not scared. You can come over to my place. We won't even have to tell anybody because our friend group is doing a little shaming when they find out that some there's been some mixing. I don't like that one bit. I don't like that one bit. Uh, that freaks me out. Like, oh, yeah, that's not they're going to have no problem a- fucking recruiting the Gestapo. They'll have yeah. No problem. I mean, there's picture people posting pictures of fucking people's neighbors backyard barbecues and then other people are calling the cops on their neighbor because they're counting that other oh, 16 people in the backyard yeah. there and they're not social like distancing it. properly but then you watch congress or senate or doctors <laughs> standing in an office like standing around with the trump team. they're all shoulder lady to shoulder at, lady that was guarding justin the, trudeau hasn't even shaved his beard yet fuck justin trudeau Buddy, lady that was guarding the door at No Frills the other day said the RCMP gave someone a two thousand dollar ticket for not properly social distancing. Crazy, yeah. And I mean, I don't think here. that shit would hold up in court. I think like even like a fucking a Mickey Mouse lawyer, Cracker Jack lawyer could probably beat that, especially in Canada. But that's uh, the thing about you still got to go sorry. to court. Yeah, and that's the thing about fucking cops is like a lot of times I'll see cops pulling someone over in a situation that's more hazardous than whatever the fuck that person just did. They didn't have their seatbelt on. Well, now you got two cars blocking two lanes of fucking traffic and people are all jamming up all over the fucking place. Totally. That's worse than what this guy did. And so now you're going to walk up to me and ask for my license and write me a ticket because I was standing too close to someone. Get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, I'll toss it over to you, dickhead. If this is so important, we have to act like it's important in all cases. So here they said they're going to like not give well things are changing every day as you know but the last thing i saw that was local said they were not going to give people minor infractions because they did want to keep the police to social distancing but then i heard of tickets so you know i don't know i guess things changed maybe they don't give out tickets for misdemeanors but they do for violating the thing that's got them to not do misdemeanors I, I really think this whole thing is a goddamn circus, and I just hope that it's winding down because they got what they wanted. There's also speculation that they didn't get everything they wanted because, like they like they do, they have these pre-made packages. Everyone panics. They rush it through, and there's versions of it. There's many different versions. In Pelosi's version, there was the digital dollar and the digital wallet. They did not get that through, but they have this situation where they're just like, what they could do is just say, okay, well, we're closed for another 30 days. 
oh, well, now we need another stimulus because 1200 bucks is only going to be for one month. Now we need a second one. That one will be even more emergency, and maybe that time they'll get it. But they do just, you know, they just gain ground on our fucking asses with every every chance they can. And I don't know. I'm hoping that we just go back to normal now that they got what they want. I am concerned that they didn't get enough, but we'll see. But it's it's sad. It's just fucking sad. I know people who are out of work who... I know other people who think they have a job and I'm pretty fucking sure they don't. And that's scary, you know? So I have people who know they're laid off people who their job has not answered the phone and they didn't get their last check. And I know other people that are just like treating this like it's summer vacation and they think they're going to have a job when they go back. And I'm like, dude, I would be worried. And I would also be worried about like the fact that there's going to be a lot of people in this situation and you're going to want to get ahead of this and 1200 bucks isn't much. I have a lot of concerns for people I know. We're very lucky to do what we do, even though we do poke the bear and are at risk of uh, drawing unwanted attention. But right now, I feel real fucking lucky that I don't work at GameStop anymore. Yep. So have you been approached by a lot of people uh, do it for shows on this that you've had to sort of second guess? Or have you turned any any crazy conspiracies down about this? Have you... Like, I'm still curious about how you're in the water. I'm pretty... You know, pretty hardcore antiviral right now, but uh, <laughs> has there been other stuff? What about what about all the what about all the you know all the other deeper Q stuff and the the sealed indictments and all the uh, bioweapon, the China, you know, World War Three kind of stuff? Are you getting into that at all? Just one well, one, one quick interruption. Notice Graham's not yes. in studio while he's while he's saying that. Yeah, he's properly yeah. social distancing over there. Pussy. I'm just talking <laughs> with you. I'm just fucking with you. Um, I mean, the Q stuff I'm not a huge fan of, but I have a buddy who is, and he sends it to me, and so I just pretty much read his cliff notes. And there are some interesting things. A lot of CEOs have stepped down, uh, but I am kind of happy that they have this whole, like, it's kind of coming to a head, you know? Like, if you're going to freak people out about Y2K or 2012, like, well, there's a date involved, so... We'll see what happens. And right now they're talking about 10 days of darkness, that April 1st, funny, April Fool's Day. I mean, are these people all being played for fucking idiots? I don't know. But April Fool's Day is going to be the first day of 10 days of darkness. And they're going to apparently shut down media so that Donald J. Trump can talk directly to the people and, and spend that time catching them up to speed on how he has completely rooted out all the snakes. I don't buy it. I would be interested to see if it happens. I mean, I'm glad I'm aware of the theory so that I can kind of like, you know, keep an eye on it, but I'm not hopeful for that. But I do think it's funny that two, 10, 20, the, fir- the fourth, 10th and 20th letter of the alphabet are D J T. Bam. Donald J. Trump saving America for 10, 20. It's <laughs> too perfect. It's funny. Oh, I guess I, I April mean, 1st like is tomorrow, crazy. so no internet tomorrow. It's a good thing we did the show today. Oh, David Wilcox it's like said it's only two <laughs> Yes. And I have been talking to Jordan Sather about coming back on. Um, he is like, you know, the, the Q guy. And so I'm, I'm cool with getting another update from him because I do think he's very good on the mic. He's very convincing. And he also just got deplatformed. So I was to me, just going to mention that. I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to mention that to you about him and uh, and Dylan Monroe from the deep. I just like today, I realized those guys are posting stuff like their email uh, lists are getting 
yeah, taken MailChimp. down. They're uh, Mailchimp and uh, what else is it? Uh, is it Facebook? I think or I mean, that's pretty scary. So then, how yeah. does that? You know, so if a, if a Q guy gets deplatformed, then it kind of to me it almost seems like well, there's not enough power then behind that whole movement if they're getting deplatformed. I mean, you also hear about Trump opening up the the Google searches and all this. Did you find that to be valid? If they're open, the not not really. No, I don't know. There Sorry, were some things that you could. Bit, there were some things that you could I find so that I didn't too. think you could see before, and they definitely I messed so with too. some things too. A few things seemed weird. Yeah, so that's the thing that makes me nervous about the whole Q thing because if it's not real, then it could be like uh, like James True thinks, like it's just a, a giant fucking smokescreen to keep the people that are on the ball off the ball and you know mm-hmm. keeping them sitting on their hands because they think it's all part of the plan until it's too late mm-hmm. yeah totally. the old kansas city shuffle i think there's some truth to that but i already know how they're going to get out of it because i heard jordan say, tweet this today and i was like oh okay i see how you're going to keep the q ruse going when this doesn't happen is they're already saying that uh some troll acted as Q and and started telling people because Q speaks in code. So some some troll interpreted the code as there will be 10 days of darkness starting April 1st through the 10th. And so they already got it set up to say, well, that was just a bad interpretation of what Q wrote. Q didn't say that was going to happen. And so, I, you know, I can already see the escape hatch. We'll see. We'll see. I'm actually going to be going on with uh, the conspiracy farm tomorrow and i know they're gonna tell me all about it because i know pat's a, a fan of the q angle and it's not that i'm not, like i like the idea of it i want it to be true i want trump to be a fucking time traveler <laughs> and i want those baron trump in the inner earth books to be biographical but i you know i have my doubts i also wanted obama to be a good president i want good things you know but i'm not going to just say they're true if they're not true well, you, that's, that's, you, Who knows what's you just got to say it's true, man. You got to just go along with the program. <laughs> well, we could just, what, will it into existence? You just got to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but your thought creates reality. Just grind it out. Just grind sure, it out. Sure, sure. Tell that to the people who uh, really are wishing they had a job right now. <laughs> I wonder, uh, yeah, I wonder how that's like, do you think, so, I mean, there's a bunch of people that think those $1,200 checks are just going to keep coming. Uh, UBI. I think, I don't, I don't think the legislation supports the, I think they'd have to make another package, which is part of the plan to extract more control. Uh, it's possible that they keep coming, but I've been saying like, since the beginning, one of the first tweets I put out was like, once they have us all inside, when is the virus gone? Yep. Just when the CDC says, is it ever gone? Cause from my knowledge, like every virus that we've ever had is still around in some form. You can get polio. I don't think polio is down to zero cases, is it? It might be, but I don't think I don't think it is. Like I think viruses are still out there. So maybe this will cure everything. This will be we're coming to this. Flu's gone. Everything's done. That's it. You guys, this was the answer. Yeah. If you guys wish would have stayed home, if everyone could have just stayed home for a couple weeks a hundred years ago, we would have wiped out everything. We could have fucking yeah. skipped the whole vaccine fucking debacle. I can tell you, I need I need this to be over soon. I'm just I'm getting stir crazy. Working from home 
is already like I need an excuse to go out. Now every bar and restaurant is closed and every park is closed and every goddamn trail and is the closed. ocean. Like <laughs> I'm gaining a COVID-19, you know, just being sitting around the house all day. Yeah. Here, like there's still, uh, you're still allowed to go out to the, you can't go to any of the provincial parks and everything are closed, but you can still go to like out to crown land and stuff like that. I guess walk in the woods, go for a hike, walk around town as long as you're six feet distance properly. Hmm. No more carpooling. So everything we could have saved. So speaking is gone. of the speaking of the unlimited twelve hundred bucks a month, I mean, have you heard that? Uh, what What are your thoughts about the whole Fed conspiracy and you know Trump taking down the Fed and now he's the you know he's the head of the Treasury and the Fed? Or is that more on the on the Q side of things? Well, I did read that, and from what I understand, it was a op ed by a, a person who does work for a mainstream news source. So like, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember the source, but it's under the umbrella of something that sounds official, but it is still an opinion piece. And that's apparently the only one I've seen. So I don't know. I would love to hear that the Fed has been nationalized and brought under the umbrella of the Treasury. I mean, I would love to hear that. I think, I don't know, maybe the devil you know is better than the one you don't. I'm not sure. But I would like just to see something radical shake up the fucking structure exactly. that has been exactly. economically enslaving yeah. us, but it yeah. could be worse, you know, no doubt it could be worse, but I haven't seen any real evidence that that's true. The Have you outside on, of that one document? The article was on yeah, Yahoo, article. Yahoo news. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was something more credible than that. But, no, no. Uh, yeah. Just an opinion piece on Yahoo news. So yep. like a blogger, you know, yep. Yeah, when Bloomberg, when Bloomberg, or at least Zero Hedge is writing something about it, or Catherine Austin Fitz, like that's when I would pay attention. Yeah, but apparently Joseph Farrell's been covering uh, some interesting moves in the markets in Germany. Like Germany's doing some interesting things. It's a little over my head, but I've talked to a few guests who are more eurocentric, and they think that uh, a bigger part of this plan is to keep the EU together because everyone was talking about breaking off. And then making like a more secure border and uh, maybe even a army that is stationed in Brussels and that they just have this big U- uh, this EU agenda going on over there, which I'm just not that knowledgeable of. So I definitely think there's many pieces on the board and these people are globalists. But obviously, we just focus more on what's going on near us. It's bad. It's bad enough. But I think the digital dollar was in the cards. We'll see if it happens. Uh, I hope Trump is fighting back. Like it would be amazing if he was fighting back and like move for move, like trying to keep up with them as they run this COVID-19 op. And then he's trying to counter and like use this time to lock everybody up. It is interesting. Like Tom Hanks got it like these shilly kind of people who are in the accused of being in the pedo network. They're the ones that happen to like also get coronavirus. It's like they call it's like, being crisis actors, like celebrity crisis actors, like we just need you to do this, bro. Like get out there and say you got this shit. You get out there and say you got it. And it is interesting that the the celebrities that seem to be getting it are in that little nexus. And I don't know. That's kind of convincing. Trudeau still yeah, not leaving. Timing. Trudeau's what? Trudeau's still not leaving his house. Hmm. He's modeling proper behavior and he's on like day 18 or day 19 or day 21 now. Day 21, three weeks. 
His wife's not even there anymore. Is, is she, oh, really? is she still there? I don't know. Maybe she's still there. She's but not under she's, arrest, too. She's just like, fucking, he's still self-isolating. Nope. So Prime um, Ministering is not uh, Prime Ministering. Prime Ministering. Prime <laughs> he gives a 15-minute speech every day. That's not an essential service, I guess. Right, right. He got he gets a raise tomorrow. They all get raises tomorrow. And the really? and the climate tax goes up tomorrow. The oh, next yeah, phase the, of that. Yeah, the climate thing goes up. Yeah. That's something that Joseph Farrell had mentioned. The term God, what was the term? Boomer Hoover? No, it wasn't it was Boomer Doomer or Boomer Boomer Remover? Boomer Remover, stuff like that, like a Hoover, like Hoover's people up, you know? Okay. But a boomer doomer. Something, but they, they was who was calling the virus something like that, thinking that maybe part of the plan is to wipe out these people who just won't fucking die, these baby boomers who just won't go away and are sucking on the tea to the system that they earned and all that shit, uh, just trying to get rid of them. And oh, the reason I brought that up is because he's like he. The point was made that it's the boomers who are most resistant to things like the Green New Deal. Things they're really trying to jam through that the uh, millennials are all drinking the Kool-Aid on. So it might be a play to be like, we have to speed things up. I mean, what if the bosses of the the big cabal, you know, the real multidimensional reptilians were like, you motherfuckers are not doing good enough. Speed this shit up right now. And that's why you see this is kind of sloppy and panic driven. But I don't know. That could be in the cards like. This shit, we've tried the Green New Deal. It's not working because these old motherfuckers. So let's get them out of here and we'll try again in a few years because they never stop. It's always just incremental. Yeah. And, you know, Europe was falling apart. I mean, the timing is impeccable to send everybody home. There was protests in how many countries, including Hong Kong as well and all that. I mean, right. that's go. Cool. And now they're going to say, oh, now that everybody's been at home and the pollution's down and the carbon levels are down, the earth is already cooled down. Yeah. I mean, they're going to, it's just going to be, they're going to shove the climate change shit down our face again. And yeah. it's a whole new round of, uh, of carbon taxes and, and, you know, yearly sabbaticals where everybody goes home for a month. Yeah. I do think they'll roll this right into, Oh, look at how pristine everything was while people were inside you. We should just stay inside for the good of the earth. And they're just going to kind of weasel some things in like that, I think. And also, this is interesting. So U.S. election, if you even consider Bernie still an option, we got Bernie, Trump and Biden. Two of these three guys can draw a big fucking crowd and one of them can't. And Biden's the one they're trying to shove through the whole system at a time when crowds are banned. How funny to make it look like people give a shit about Joe Biden because he does. He has an excuse now why he has no crowds. And also, he probably doesn't even have to debate, which is also going to help his dementia issue uh, and the awareness of it. But I thought that was interesting. Like, yeah, crowds are banned. Bernie can get a huge crowd. Trump can get a massive crowd. This guy can't, and he's the establishment candidate. Funny how that is. It is hard not to not to look at it as this is just the Dems trying to take out Trump once more. You know, because yeah, they, they've totally yeah, kneecapped him on this. It's true. And that, you know, that kind of kind of gets pretty close to the Q perspective. Yeah. So it's I think the truth is probably in the middle somewhere. I do think that there are factions fighting and that fight has come out into the mainstream more than it had previously because Trump is so boisterous. But he's been in bed with New York mobsters. He his fucking mentor was Roy Cohn, who's like a, a 
basically like a blackmail mafia guy. Like he's not from good stock either. So I just think it's just two, two mobs, two mafias fighting it out. And I don't think that one's a hero and one's a villain. I just think two different groups want control. That's how I tend to believe too. Yep. Yeah. And probably way more than two. Oh, way more than two. Yeah. I would yeah. say they're all at it. There's like a hundred of them going at it right now. And they're all trying to side together to figure out who's going to win. Most of them are on Hillary's side. I really think this virus mm-hmm. thing, they've been planning it for years. They had the good club or whatever it was called in 2001. They got that together. And then in 2009, mm-hmm. they got, they really hammered it down even further. And then contagion was released two years after that, which is basically this whole thing seems to be following along. And I haven't then, seen mm, that yet. And then six months ago, they got together with Johns Hopkins and did the event 201, event? which I've been mm-hmm. watching the Not videos. Not even six months. Five months. I've been watching the yeah. videos for that recently, and it's just wild to to watch. You know, there's it's like, creepy. It's there's not, like 12 it's not hours even about of it. How you're gonna save, it's not even about how you're going to save the people or how you're going to you know strengthen the medical system or figure all this shit out. It's how you're going to message it, how you're going to give the proper message to everybody. What idols are you going to bring on board to tell the message, the correct message? And how are we going to combine, how are we going to combine private and public, which is Darren, what's that called? Fascism. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Fascism. Nailed it. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Very concerning stuff. We're in the eye of the storm now, guys. I yeah. mean, just think our kids, Drink kids, will, they'll be, will look back at us and, you know, how, how are we going to handle it? Do we just roll over? Cause I feel like, you know, this is a big one. I, I, when I, I like when I go out and it's busy, you know, for a while there it was deserted, but I feel like everything's picking up again. And I go to the store and the parking lot's crowded. I'm like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Alberta. Way to go. Get out there. Go fucking congregate in the back of the fucking Dollarama store and figure out how yeah, we're going to take mean, back our fucking freedom. <laughs> yeah, but meanwhile, they're going to jack up the vaccine, forced vaccination, find $100,000. Mm-hmm. You know, that's being worked on right now in the midst of all this. I mean, that's that's scarier than anything. Totally. It's times like these that I hope there is some truth I mean, I'd rather them... I'd rather them Oh, sorry. I guess we had a big delay there because all of a sudden it came back and you're like, listen, but I don't know. That was fucked up. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, this is how the government gets all the houses. You know, they say, they say you're not going to vaccinate. Then we just, we own your house now. That could be true. What I was going to say was I do hope it's times like these that I hope there's some truth to that angle that the elite have to tell us what they're going to do. And we have to opt in like some karmic law. Kind of like letting the vampire over your threshold and shit. You got to invite them in. I hope there is some cosmic law in this case because I will do everything in my power to not get that vaccine. But it just if it's going to really affect my life, I mean, no other vaccine does. So it doesn't really matter. But God, if you need this vaccine to drive or if you need to get the vaccine stamp on your license to go into a restaurant to show like, oh, he's got it. He's in the club. He can be around people yep. like that's going to blow. And I don't, I, I, I don't know. I would probably cave. If my wife was willing to not cave, I might be like, fuck it. Let's ride or die. Let's just go out. I might as well move to Arizona now. No, 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 no. I'll meet you in Washington. I'll meet you in Washington at the commune. We'll all meet yeah, up there. Yeah, I have thought about that. 
We'll just podcast um, and commune and fucking, we ain't fucking getting no shots. Fuck all y'all. I think you're I on like the right. That. And we'll you're figure on... out counterfeit fucking stamps or whatever we got to do. They'll just say you Can can't leave your house. Can we go near Portland? Can we go near Portland? My wife's a big Portland fan. We and can I, go I do pi- like a city. We can go by Portland. Well, it's, it's probably like five hours away from Portland. I like well, Seaside. Fair. Far enough that Antifa can't raid us. They'll run out of supplies. <laughs> have to go back. I think they're done anyway, aren't they? I don't know. I, I seen a video at- the other day of them bitching at Soros that they wanted their money. Well, they get they go wherever he <laughs> sends them, but I mean, they don't have anything to do right now, don't they? I don't know. All the fascists are working from home. Home fashion. Right. There's no one to protest Tom- anymore. Tom Hong Segura Kong. had a funny line that now is just a great time to just beat the living hell out of your kids because <laughs> Child Protective Services is occupied. They're, they're not coming. You know, these little fuckers, it's time. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. The cops are definitely taking social distancing very seriously. They got their masks and their gloves and they're all walking around trying to stay six feet away from each other and fucking fumbling yeah. around and trying to solve problems over the phone. You know, I'm okay with that because if it's real then they need to protect themselves because as this plays out, shit's going to get worse as they get sicker. And so there's going to be a point where no cops are going to go to work because they're all sick or self-isolating. They'll need to shoot and us. Already, already on the highways, people are hauling ass. Like yeah. if you've got a nice no fast really car. Sick. What's wrong with that? I don't know. They're just blowing by you at like 170. Good for them. Freedom. So? Freedom yeah. goes fast sometimes. Autobahns everywhere. Yeah. Autobahns everywhere. I guess, but that's, probably that's less accidents. Speed kills yeah. when everyone's doing 100 and 100, 110, and someone blows by you at 180. Let's see if accidents are up this month. It scares you. I, I read Speed an article today from Zero Hedge that said fucking deaths, average deaths per month in the U.S. last month were, were down 9,000. Way down. <laughs> yep. So yeah. Corona's if saving you didn't lives. Have if you didn't have the news, you wouldn't know. Well, you someone, wouldn't know. Someone just posted that uh, Planned Parenthood's closing down for a month. So think how many lives are saved there. <laughs> yeah, I've been speeding too. Did you see saved? that? Did you see, the, did you see the annual deaths uh, by abortions was right up there at the top? Really? Mm. Yeah, it was pretty sad. No, I didn't see that. I, I know medical it. error is six eighty five a day. Jeez, that's just in the USA. Jeez. So since I moved into my new house on Friday, as many people have died in the U.S. in the last five days from medical error as as has from coronavirus since it started in the U.S. Wow, that's some How perspective right there. And that was only that's only like number four. Medical error well, was those, just number four. I just those, grabbed it because it was the one that's that was stuck out the most. Those numbers will plummet too because they're not doing any elective sur- uh, surgeries any longer. So those are some of the errors. And then a lot of people just aren't going to the hospital now because they're terrified of going to the I hospital. I bet you fucking ODs are through the roof though. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, death say. by despair will just skyrocket in five years. What's yeah. death by despair? Suicide? Suicide by, because you're so broke and beaten down by yeah. the system. Or drink yourself to death. What was that one stat for every 1% increase in population? It's like 40,000 deaths or something like that. For every 1% increase in unemployment in, in the EI, USA, in unemployment, there's yeah. an extra 40,000 yeah. deaths per year on average. 
Yeah, a lot of people die. We got a lot of motherfuckers out there. Yeah, it's Can't part of the all. thing. It's part of the thing. That's kind of the way I look yeah. at it. I mean, even we're if, coming, we're going, we're coming, we're going. Even if viruses are real, I'll I'll I'll, I'll play the devil's advocate here and say that the viruses are real. I I kind of come from the same branch as Michael, where you know it's the same sort of law of physics where every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So if the fucking measles or the COVID fucking lays me out for a week, then it's probably doing something fantastic to my immune system. And I mean, I don't know old people been dying for a long time of all sorts of mm -hmm. shit. And I mean, it's a new right. pro you know what? It's kind of a new problem that we got to figure out how to deal with because fucking 10, 15, 20, 50, 80, 90 years ago, 80 year olds weren't really a thing that, you know, 90 year olds fucking barely hanging on, you know, especially cause I'm, some of the stats I'm seeing are that like, what was it? Like 50% of the people, the average age is 82 of the people killed by it. Right. Um, 50% of them have three underlying conditions. 80% yeah. of them have two underlying medical conditions and 99% of them have one underlying medical condition. So without modern medicine where it's at today, how many of these underlying medical conditions have already taken these people out? I mean, I don't know. Right. I'm just saying right. maybe, maybe a few. I'm with you. I'm with, I mean, at a, at a, like, obviously I have a lot of different threads running in my head, but definitely one of the big ones is even if these viruses are real, I do think youth is like a time where you get a bunch of shit. It builds up your immune system. And then as an adult, you're pretty robust in your immune system. And there's all that data we talked about earlier, Dell big trees stuff about being immune to certain cancers. If you've gotten measles naturally, there's so much shit that we don't know. The medical system is only like 300 years old, really, before it get. you know, you can only really say it's maybe 300 years old. There, obviously, herbology and shamanism and that shit goes back, you know, as far as man goes. You could call that medicine, obviously, but petromedicine, it's and, and surgeries and this whole big pharma thing. It's not that old and we shouldn't treat it like it's always been there or that it's really done anything great for us, it's time to retire it. I think we'd be better off. The other thing people don't consider is what the, because I mean, what are the implications of, of all these vaccinations on the kids, on the older generations? I think like the, the main example of that would be is how, would be how as kids have started getting the chickenpox vaccination, we've seen a major uptick in adult shingles. And what the science is starting to show is that's because the kids running around with the chicken pox was giving all the adults a booster shot, a booster immunity against um, mm. shingles because the two are from the same family. So your, your kid gets chicken pox, you've already got chicken pox, so you don't get the chicken pox. But now you've got another 20, 30 years of immunity against that virus, so you don't get shingles. So now mm -hmm. we've seen a giant uptick in adult shingles. I mean, you, there's, you always get the correlation causation bullshit, but I mean, there's tons of correlation at this point from all different fucking angles and it's time to topple this bitch over. But <laughs> I mean, that's the one, that's the one main example that we can see right now an uptick in just that. I mean, what do we know that are older that, you know, that's one fucking shot, the chicken pox. 
That's one of right. how many different viruses we're trying to vaccinate against. So that, I mean, that's from the angle that the vaccines, vaccine, that's not, that's just assuming the vaccines are safe, which I, I'm not, but just, you know, let's assume they're safe and let's assume they're effective. If we just assume those two things, which I'm not most of the time, but for this argument, let's assume those two things fucking work. What are the implications of the kids not having that and what boosters are the adults not getting from being around these viruses that used to be around all the time? Right. For, I mean, it is a good tens point. Tens of thousands of years. Yeah. And that might be a great way to be strategic about cracking people into the vaccine issue who aren't really open to it. Because you'd be like, look, I'm not questioning that these vaccines work. I'm only saying, look at this data that shows what happens when you get these things naturally and get over them. And they have other effects that we weren't thinking about before. Maybe we should rethink this. It's not that vaccines don't work. You know, you, you definitely make that argument. I really do try to be somewhat strategic in talking to friends and family about this stuff because they work too uh, good. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Now and they work I mean, too I, good. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. We need to tone it back. Uh, but I do think a lot of this bleeds out from the, unconscious assumption i think it's unconscious for a lot of people but the unconscious assumption that the world is random cold chaos and it's trying to kill us rather than this holistic more positive view of a conscious universe that is like kind of interplay between the inner and outer and we're working within it and it's kind of like a a, a you know a hologram playground world and then we just go back up and we come back and do multiple lives. Like all the things you get, you guys do a lot more consciousness heavy shows than I do even. So like all these ideas about different paradigms of how to think of the world. I think if you really latch on to those ideas and those, those values that we both have cultivated from listening to these bright people, we should not let this virus propaganda shit win. I mean, the data is there. It's not that dangerous. Plus, the, the universe is not trying to kill us. We came here to live lives and, you know, we're doing our thing, finding our true will and all that, being men. <laughs> but I just think that it is part of that, that general concept that everything's trying to kill you and we need to beat nature back as best we can for the sake of man. Yeah. It's like a symbi symbi symbiosis. 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 It should be. I mean, we should think of the, the the reality as more symbiotic. I heard somebody say that when you shake hands with some someone, you exchange fifty thousand viruses. Just then, you know. So, I do think we are just bags of bacteria and all kinds of little things. Like there's order within the chaos, and there's layers of order and chaos. You know, depending on where you zoom in. And I, I don't know. I just think that when you when you ignore the propaganda, I mean, it gets in your head. But if you latch on to those things we've talked to so many guests about, you know, the mystic people, you know, the people who think in more spiritual terms, I just think that we should. This is when those those views are most valuable. You can't live in fear. Stress is a killer. Like when you hear someone who says they got the virus, my grandma's friend got it. You know, my cousin's sister's brother's aunt got it. You know what? So you're saying they got coronavirus. What really happened? Did they get sick? Did they get tested for coronavirus? Because even if they got tested, it's a coin flip if they're going to test positive or negative. Actually, a coin flip would be better because it's a non-binary test. It's more like looking at pH, like 
take the color of the strip and match it along the thing. So it's even subjective within the fact that it's not very accurate. So I would like to know, did they just get sick and assume they got Corona because a lot of people do like a little added attention when something like this happens? Or they're just buying into it and they just assume that's what it is. Or did they get tested? And even if they got tested, like, what does that mean? Because it just seems to be an RNA marker that isn't actually the thing that's making people ill. So I don't know. <laughs> it always comes right back to that, that fucking thing. But I think those views are important because they make us less scared. And stress can make people sick, I guess, is what I was getting at. With all these people who say they got it, it's like, I know someone who spent midnight to 4 a.m. in the hospital last week because their sister had a panic attack. Like, that's media-induced. Yep. And it's still a, I would consider it like, I would put that in the numbers of people affected by this because I think it's more a stress-inducing, panic-inducing mind virus than it is something that's making people sick, this invisible germ we can't see. Totally. When uh, in 2001, when the whole terrorism thing started, I looked up the word terrorism just because I didn't really know the proper definition. And in 2001, it hadn't been changed yet. You know, they've really messed hmm. with that word. And then it was using, uh, using fear for personal or political gain, basically, to, to profit from the fear that you're in, in causing. And if that mm -hmm. is not what the media and everybody is doing, I mean, the, the viewing rates are just through the roof, I'm sure, because everybody's sitting home and watching all this. Then if you follow the whole Bill Gates and World Economic Forum and all the people that made a shit ton of money yes. and all these people, all these high-level CEOs cashed out and now the stock has dropped 80%, I mean, they have made a ton of money on what seems like it's just mostly fear. And that's straight up yes. terrorism. Well said. And let me throw this out at you, too, because you mentioned Bill Gates, which jogged this memory of mine. This is an interesting little loop, I think. So we know Bill Gates is at the forefront of this thing. He's been doing vaccines and wanting depopulation for a long time. And then we talked about Steiner and his view that viruses are not what make you sick. Well, Steiner is responsible for the Waldorf schools, the alternative schools. And I've always said I'd probably send my kids to a public school because they got to learn to deal with every kind of person. But I'm second guessing that a little bit lately. And so Waldorf schools are interesting. They're 25 grand a year. They have a 7% vaccination rate. That's why they get in so much trouble because these people are Steinerites. So they know that something's up with this. So also they don't so the biggest concentration of Waldorf schools is in Silicon Valley. And another key component is they don't use tablets or any electronics. They use pencils, pens, paper, and chalkboard. And so isn't that funny? Silicon Valley, they don't want to use their own products. We've heard this from Bill Gates. We've heard this from Steve Jobs. But so then I got into like, I wanted to know what Bill Gates thought. Because if I could maybe validate my, my thoughts by being like, let me get in the head of Bill Gates' real beliefs, because he funds these Waldorf schools. And I found out that there's only, like they're typically grade schools, but and the first high school Waldorf school ever was in Sacramento funded by the Gates Foundation. So I think Gates thinks more like Steiner. And I think Gates knows that they can perpetuate it's a wink and a nod with the CDC and a lot of other people, and they can, can perpetuate this and use it when they need to for control. 
And he's big into the vaccine thing because they're putting stuff in those vaccines that are something else entirely. They're mass experimentation and, and depopulation. He's been caught saying that, uh, what's the quote? I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but you can find it where he says something to the, to, to the degree of, with this, this, and with vaccines, we can fix our overpopulation problem. And it's like, wait a second, vaccines... That was a Freudian slip there, man, because vaccines are not supposed to be connected to overpopulation in any way. You know, they're not. No one thinks of them like that. And if, if anything, the opposite. It keeps keeping us all here. So that's a Freudian slip you can find online. You could make the argument that he's talking all the time. So a guy could fuck up once in a while. But to me, it was it was a little more you know, meaningful than that. I don't but think I don't he know. slipped think, at all. I think he really meant right. that. And what and when I they agree. asked him about it, he said the thing was when he said that, he got a huge round of applause from the whole TED conference. And yeah. they're so, not really listening. Just, <clears throat> I think they were. I think they were hanging on <laughs> every word. Were. Totally they were. And maybe what he said was, you know, if you the overpopulation, there's too many people. So if we vaccinate where they're still having seven kids, then and educate the women then that will bring the numbers down to only two kids per family. And then everybody will have a better quality of life instead of having so many homeless and so many gangs roving around. Instead, you'll have a much better way of life. That's how he explained what he said when he was confronted with it. Mm. Anyway. All right, so you know more than me. I want to go back to the Steiner thing because we really researched it for my first kid. And we homeschool and we did... We did uh, Waldorf homeschooling for the first year, maybe two hmm. years, actually. And it was pretty neat. But but uh, Steiner's philosophy was he wanted to create, well, this was back in the early night, the late 18, early 1900s that he was coming up with these philosophies. Mm-hmm. And he was never a teacher. He just was a mm-hmm. philosopher, basically. And... The, the Waldorf schools were based on his teachings. They're not his teachings mm-hmm. alone. And it's only from first to ninth grade. And to be done correctly, the teacher is supposed to stay the same throughout that entire nine years. And it's wow. part of, it's part of the, the teacher's spiritual growth to go through that as well. So you're creating a whole being was his, was his way of looking at it, where all the other countries were just getting ready to build up for the industrial revolution. So they were all looking for workforce for worker bees. And he was talking about, he was trying to push the managerial, everybody, the, the useful idiots. That's who should be going to Waldorf schools, the managerial class. So the engineers Mm -hmm. and, and when you graduated ninth grade, you didn't really need, you could go directly into high, into college from there. Like, you don't really need a high school for Waldorf because those kids are so freaking smart coming out of ninth grade, which a lot Damn. of them do still go on. But, but yeah, it's, it's all hands-on. Everything is, like, all of our homeschool supplies are bought from Waldorf suppliers because the quality is just so much better on everything. All the crayons and pencils and the paper and, yeah, if, if you have kids, you should seriously look into it. For us, it's Very it's cool. over an hour away to take her to the Waldorf school, but it was fantastic. I really wish we could have lived closer, you know, because I think it's a great opportunity for the kids, for sure. Yeah, that, I love hearing stuff like that. Well, you Little having kids soon, Greg? Yeah, you got a you got an announcement? 
No, no, oh, no. Okay. We're waiting about as long as we can, which I guess isn't a whole lot longer. I just had my 35th birthday over this quarantine. Mm, my wife's two birthday. years younger than me. But we like our our freedom and yeah. our fun, and uh, we're just going to try to wait as long as we can. But we also don't want to die decrepit and alone. So you got to kind of have someone to take care of you when you're older. It's all very self-centered reasons, completely. Um, I also have, I have curiosities about the whole thing that Pete, every parent says about how you've never experienced love. You, oh, that's funny. You love your wife. Ah, that's great. Make a kid. And then you experience a depth of love that you didn't know is possible. So for the human experience, I do think it's kind of important. I want to do it. But I mean, life is just too fun right now. Do you have cats? Got two cats and a dog. And our dog is is 14 going on. She's almost 15. And I don't know how much longer she has, but it's like it'd be nice to have a few years where we just had the cats because cats can be alone for three or four days. Like, but a dog, you can't do that ever. So we could take weekend trips. You know, we have the freedom of the show and everything. Like we could take little trips, but we can't because this dog, like, uh, she's not doing all, she's not doing super great, but you know, so dogs are actually for, for taking trips. Dogs are actually more difficult than (laughs) taking kids on. But the reason I asked about cats is because, you know, like when you're laying on the couch and the cat comes and lays on your chest, and yes. it's kind of a nice thing. Well, when your th- yeah. when your three year old boy climbs up on your chest and falls asleep laying on your chest, that's just a thing <laughs> that like you can't get that from anything else. You know, it's it's little experiences like that that are just they make it worth it. They really do. Now I get it. I was in the same situation. I didn't have kids till I was thirty five. So Ooh. so. Cheers. But she's she's younger than me, so she it's really more about the the woman's you know the eggs because the eggs at thirty three her eggs are now twenty years old basically. I mean she right, was born right. with them, but they really started. Don't maturing. talk about my wife's eggs. All I'm saying I'm is kidding. you know it's something it's something to think about because the eggs do degrade over time. <laughs> That's and, true. It's true. They do. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm fucking man, kidding. and you could and you could have uh, you know you could have a Corona generation kid. I mean, you know, this is going to be a boom. It's going to be a I huge boom. Too. Yeah. Name it quarantine. Car they're going to get rid of boomers just in time to have a whole new the boomer replacement will boomers. change. And in... it's like a natural cycle. You can't beat the cycles. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Quarantine Carlwood. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk about your wife's eggs. It's all right. I'm sure your I wife's eggs are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did hear something interesting. So, you know, the whole idea about uh, the older the woman is, the more likely the kid can have Down syndrome. You know, you've heard that before, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for Um, sure. Well, I heard a recent argument from a holistic doctor. I'm not going to remember the name. That was that it's not that there's anything different about the woman except the amount of toxicity in her body from corporate chemicals and all this shit. Like, that's why the chances go up. It's because we're having defective kids because we're living in a poison environment. And so at 25 you're going to have a healthier kid because you aren't so jacked up. And I always thought they spin it as like as if it's like a genetic thing, like older women. It's something that they're, you know, something wrong with them. But no, I, it makes more sense that they've just absorbed more toxins. So, yeah, I we're think trying to keep, to that. keep the wife in the bubble. And uh, 
you know, once she's been in that bubble for a good year, you know, <laughs> I'm, I let her out and we might get down to business. <laughs> I got to de- detoxify though. That's right. I approve. Keep some magnets around. Sleep on magnets. I heard that helps. Slowly pulls out the heavy metals. Well, I'll tell you one thing to get into right now would be um, podcasting, detoxing from oh, detox, detoxing from the vaccines. Because if they are going to be mandatory, then having actual remedies that you can take prior to the vaccine to make yourself be able to handle it once you get it, you know, boosting your immune immune system basically. And then being able to detox any heavy metals that are in there afterward, there's going to be a huge market for that. I'm not going to get it. I mean, I'm not going to go to jail over not getting it if it comes down to it, but um, I'm probably not getting it. Like, it's going to have to be pretty bad for me to get. It's going to really have to hinder my life. I'm just hoping, like I brought up that karma thing earlier. I hope it's like at every CVS and Walgreens, we have it. It's free. Come on in. The water's fine. Like I'm cool with that. I'm not cool with it, but I mean, I'll settle for it because the other option is that I can't leave my house. So I really hope it's just very convenient to get at your local Walmart and all the sheeple can go do their thing. Um, but, you know, and I, and I want the best for them, too. But you can't save everybody. But I just hope I have some optionality. Is it going to be the the ID twenty twenty like the Gates Initiative? Have you ever heard of that ID twenty yeah, twenty yeah. on the vaccine? So I think it's I wrapped mean, right in with I that. I think that's yeah, it's got to be wrapped in. Yeah. And the digital dollar, they want your money on your ID mixed with your biometrics. That's what they want. That's the mark of the beast. You know, I, I, I'm and and it's also important to remember. I get worked up all the time, but a plan is just a plan. It's a plan of some very powerful and successful and resourceful people, psychopaths, we could say, but it is still just a plan. And a lot of times they shoot for the stars and they land on the moon. And they say, we'll take that. We'll try again next decade. And so when I start to hyperventilate about the walls are closing in, I just think that plan is just a plan. So we'll see what happens. But I do think it's all tied up in the ID 2020. That is the plan in a nutshell. Fight the power. As much as you can. So you can't leave your house. Exactly. It makes it difficult. That does make it difficult. <laughs> do you have a strategy for the next month on your shows? Like, are you going to keep, uh, I mean, it's hard to not talk about this, and but it's hard to, it's hard to make these non-timely shows, but what's your, right. what's your plan for the next little while? Well, that's what really kind of sucks because I had a lot of plans this month. I had some plans for my birthday and then the week after my buddy was going to bring his wife and kids out and, uh, you know, they've never got to li- really leave Missouri and bring the kids out and see the beach. It was going to be really great. And then this all derailed everything. But because of these plans I had, I had banked a bunch of interviews early. And so imagine it's 9-11 and I had just recorded like four interviews. It's like, well, it's going to be a little weird to release four episodes where we don't talk about this big thing that just happened. Like, so it kind of sucks. I'm, I'm peppering them in. But at the same time, the, the shows I'm booking are generally with doctors and with some of the people that I consider to be like well-rounded 
all-encompassing people like a James Corbett. I got him on the books. Sweet. And even even Jordan Sather, like I'm willing to it is him getting deplatformed that is like I have to bring these people on. I have to support people who get deplatformed because even if I disagree with what he's putting out there, it is his right to do it. I can even respect his game and his uh articulation and the way he makes his points. I think he's got there's a lot of great things about him. I just disagree that Trump is an, uh, on the good side. So whatever, I still like him. And we agree with a lot of the agenda-driven stuff. Like he agrees with all the holistic stuff and his anti-Big Pharma. And uh, you know he thinks that everyone but Trump is bad in government. So we're really just off by one person. You know, It's like we, we're pretty much in alignment. It's like I say about flat earth people. I, I'm not a flat earth guy, but flat earth people believe everything up to the flat earth level. So like yeah. we agree with the, all this stuff. We're on the same page. Yeah, totally. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I'm peppering in some various opinions that coronavirus will definitely come up. Uh, and I guess we're going to see what happens. I might be ill-timed again if this does blow over in two or three weeks. But we're still going to be talking about this for a long, long time. Probably the rest of our lives we will be talking about this. Like 9-11. Yeah. Which hopefully is a long, yeah. long time. Hopefully that's a long time. Not in the right. FEMA camp. I wonder if we What have... are you guys doing? Are you guys changing I'm still your working. schedule up? Did you... Uh, well, I mean, with the show. Did you no, have to alter your course? Uh, not really. A little bit. But we. I feel like we should. That's kind of why I was asking you as well. Is It's hard to know what to... Some untimed like that's what we have a few in the bank too, and we're trying to, to balance out between uh, when we do one that's timely, getting it out quick instead of uh, having it sit there for a couple of weeks, and yeah. it's it's a challenge, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think right that's, now that's people people would appreciate hearing something other than COVID, though. And it's even I like listen, that too. it's even like listening to the radio, you know, like every every three songs they have to give us a covid update and i'm just like fuck i can't even listen to the radio you know yeah it's that's so true i did just put out an episode with alan greenfield that was he wrote the book secret cipher of the euphonauts he his basic premise is that all secret societies and babylonian priesthoods they all formed around contact and being given a protocol call it a grimoire if you want you know, but like Enochian, it is a language to communicate with the beings. They say, hey, here, use this to talk to us. I mean, this has happened that, many uh, times in history. The genesis of the law of one. Was that the genesis of the law of one? No. It was, is, is that different? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure. But yeah. he thinks that throughout time, there's been this cipher that's been passed down through various secret societies and that UFOs are basically the same thing as spirits. They just appear in the form you expect them to appear. And I don't know if I agree, but it's a very compelling premise. But it was one that I just put out uh, most recently, and it had nothing to do with coronavirus because it was recorded beforehand. And that's what a lot of the comments said. They were like, God, uh, just so happy to hear something else. And so yeah. some of the so even the even the ones I had on the books, like Ross Ben, me and him had a conversation on the schedule to talk about his book, 5G Wellness 101, where he has. He gives out a lot of information about sacred stones and crystals that can mediate bad EMF. And I'm a little wishy-washy on crystals. I mean, we, you, you listen, again, you go back to those paradigms of those real spiritual teachers, and you're like, they think crystals are real, so maybe they are. But 
we had to also talk about the coronavirus thing. So it's coming up in every conversation. I'm sure you guys feel that way. How could it not? You got to address it. But yep. it's also yep. kind of cool to get like just to, to get that first or second question about it, to start that first 10 minutes, have it be about Corona, just to get a variety of people's opinions about it. People who might have come on your show to talk about the moon landing hoax. It's like, well, what do you think about this? And just to see pick people's brains about where they are today. Earlier today, I interviewed Dr. Stephen Greer. He has a new nice. documentary come out and um, it was quite contentious. And uh, I guess I was pretty difficult, but he, <laughs> got, he got a little difficult too. It's, it's a little contentious. Um, he hung up on you. No, no, it didn't, get that, <laughs> it didn't get that far, but yeah, I mean, you'll hear it. I don't do a lot of contentious interviews, so yeah. uh, it was a little combative, I guess uh -huh. at times, but he doesn't take criticism very well. But anyway, the point is, I was like, as a medical doctor who also sees this cabal crafting this false narrative, as you say, about E.T., that they're all bad and really they're all love and light. Like, what do you think about Corona? And he really just went on like, like he might have been he must he could have been reading from the CDC handbook. He was just like, yeah, we need to social yeah. distance. We need to. And I just hit him with like a couple of pieces. I'm like. Dude, what? Like, just stop. Okay, let's talk about this documentary. So I don't yeah. know. I guess I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm usually a little more open to that. But I've just been reading so much lately, I'm not open to it. I think it's just well past the point that we should recognize this as an op. And he should be one of the first people to see it. If you can't see that, I, I don't know if I trust your judgment on on ET. But I did think it was convenient because uh, I know you guys have experienced the CE5 and have a little faith yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. About me. <laughs> yeah. It is. I don't know what they are, but I mean, yeah, I've seen I've seen enough to know that it works, but I, I don't know what the you know what the result really is. Yeah. I've got a different take on it now too. I mean, we had those people on about the allies of humanity and the channeling, the telling of warning us about all that. And then makes me wonder, is it uh you know, is it something just is it not ET? I mean, who knows what what the hell is interacting with us, you know? What I mean, show it, is that? I want to, I want to listen is, to that one. Uh, yeah, that is uh, trying to remember his name now. It's Allies of you. Read, read, uh, Darren. Can you read help me out this one? Read, read Summers. Yeah, read Summers. Yeah, cool. it'll, yeah, it'll, yeah. You you do a good interview with those guys. It's a pretty interesting take. A totally different take on the ET thing. Yet it's still channeling. You know. Which and again, as as Dad's been channeling this stuff for decades, a whole bunch of papers, and I list a lot of it was uh, I kind of disagreed with some of the. It's got a bit of a globalist, bit of a global warming kind of take to it in a way, like it touches on that in a way that rubs me the wrong way. But mm -hmm. other than that, there was some interesting things, like the overarching thing about you know if we've made some kind of contact, why 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 is disclosure not happening, or why is you know why are we having to do this. Uh, this grassroots movement to make contact like it just doesn't some something's missing in that that picture I uh, but i did like the ross ben episode on the crystals i thought that was great thank you yeah, yes was, he is a wise wise yeah. dude i love his yeah. vibe yeah i've been wanting to dig into crystals a little bit more i mean it's uh it's a fascinating topic considering they're getting programmed in the space shuttles and shit like that Yes, I was just looking on my, I reorganized my shelf, so I can't, I'm not going to be able to find it quick, but his book Rocks of Ages is like so deep. It's a lot of like esoteric Ethiopian history, which is very cool, like very, it's important stuff that you just do not hear. And I want to get more into that with him, but there's always something else we're talking about. And 
the when you get into Rocks of Ages, when he gets to the point where he describes the crystals, I mean, it is just an encyclopedia for crystals. And so uh, it's a pretty good resource. I mean, there's a lot of resources out there for such a thing. But if you like his vibe, I think that book is like a double whammy because you get some other cool shit in there with it. So what was your take on Greer's uh, CE5 uh, documentary coming up then? Uh, have you guys seen it? No. Uh, no, I, I mean, I'd, I'm on the email list, so I get all the updates and all that. Is it I've out seen some highlights. Is it out? No, it's not. But I thought perhaps maybe you Come saw it's a It's coming soon. Have you yeah, seen the screener, Greg? Yes. Does he cry in this one? <laughs> yeah. <actually>. Yeah! <laughs> We got tears. It's actually, uh, I mean, yeah, he he does. He does. I don't want to give too much away. And it is actually kind of fucked up to laugh about if you know why he cries. But oh, shit. Um, tears oh, are shed. It's just meme worthy is all. Because when he cries in unacknowledged, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I was just like, that's honestly right. when I shut it off. I was yeah. just like, okay, that's the end of yep. fucking that. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, have you ever uh, have you ever listened to the time where David Wilcott cried calling into Coast to Coast or something? No, I could see I Wilcott crying though. Yeah, I feel so like good. he cried right in that so synchronicity good. book a couple times. Well, he wears his emotions right on his sleeve. I mean, he's so like, does uh, he narrates so it. He self narrates at the what was it the what was that book called, Graham? I swear he's like brought to tears a couple times in that. I mean, Peterson cries when he's narrating his book all Source the time field? too. Dude, I chose Source Field Investigations. Yeah, Peters Jordan Peterson cries in his own audiobook. Oh, in his own audio. Oh yeah, he comes close a couple times for sure. Unless oh, I'm thinking God. it might not be in his audiobook. It might be in one of his like lectures. God. he's definitely Man, well, crying gotta- in some of his lectures for sure. Well, that's I guess that's okay. But you you really got to look up the Wilcock thing. You'll have a real good laugh. He's just talking, crying about like the fact that they're going to come and assassinate him. And it just I I do have different feelings about that now because there's been times where I've gotten a little scared. I mean, I get paranoid with the weed thing. But, you know, on certain shows, I release them and I'm like, man, was this too dangerous? Even just some some of the accusations for some certain things. Like, what if you do get slapped with a lawsuit? I don't know if you guys ever think about that, but it could happen. And so just a lot of things. I could sometimes get myself paranoid and feel like there's a target on my back. So I almost empathize now with that. But at the time, as just a listener, I end up being fucking 23 years old, probably. Uh, I just was like, you disingenuous little bitch uh it just sounded it sounded like oh like i'm so important they're clearly coming to get me and i was like they don't give a fuck about you but especially on coast to coast (laughs) yeah it is worth a listen and you just you you discern for yourself if you think it's genuine or not i think there's audio out there of graham crying during an elton don john drum solo But I can't that wasn't get... my fault. That was fucking, <laughs> that was like completely physical. That wasn't my, you know, that was like purely the beat of the drums. <laughs> if anyone has that audio or video, uh, send it over. Send it out into DarrenEckerAmerica.com. Uncon- uncontrollable, uncontrollable sobbing. What song was it? I got to see if I can isolate the drums and just have and that jingle. See if I can just, just reduce, grab to tears at the press of a button. <laughs> 
It was the Ray Cooper drum solo. Write this down. Oh, you broke up. Say it again. I don't think it was like one of his songs. I said it was a Ray Cooper drum solo, I think. Oh, it wasn't like one of his songs. Nice. Good to know. What's that blanket you got there? Is that a dragon? Yeah, that's my Dungeons and Dragons uh, one there. That's like the old oh, Red wow. Box I used to play in 1985. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> my wife wanted to try Dungeons and Dragons. And she's been talking about it for a long time. So for her birthday, I surprised her with a surprise D and D campaign run by one of Fantastic. our friends. And she That's was awesome. like, she was really psyched on it. And it was just so funny. Cause uh, we had to cap like our group of friends is pretty large, but we had to cap it at like fucking five people. She's like two couples because you know, as you know, it's just a game that takes fucking forever to take two steps and decide which way you want to look. You talk it out and uh, people have never played. It takes forever. It's just funny because a lot of people are like, I don't want to fucking come anyway. I'm like, yeah, I bet, you, I bet you didn't, honestly. Like, this is a very niche thing, and we're just going to do it. Um, but, yeah, she loved it, and it was fun. I haven't done it since college. Is your right campaign on. still That's going? Cool. Graham's been a vampire no. for, like, two years. <laughs> At least two no, years. It's one day, yeah, but... we've had, no, we've got a two-and-a-half-year campaign going on. It's been pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah It's been good. This was a one-day thing. And also what was kind of funny <laughs> is it was, on, it was on Super Bowl Sunday, which also is like the dichotomy between we're doing the nerdiest thing with the five people who don't give a fuck about the Super Bowl and aren't missing anything. And then the rest of you guys, you know, we'll see you next weekend. <laughs> so it was just icing on the cake that it was like, uh, you know, back when football was a thing and we could see live sports, man, way back in February. <laughs> Citizens disperse. Did the Super yes. Bowl get canceled, or did we get that done? No, no we got it done. It oh, was in February. It was they done. had to wait until after that. Who won? I don't I don't know who was in it. I was playing D&D. Does anyone here know who won the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. I'm so proud of you guys. Michael, oh, you're out. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's only because Ryan was. All right, we got some Ryan guys in the chats. Yeah. Do you have a chats, Greg? So uh, you would think I would, but based on the name of the show, but when I record, no, I just record with guests and I don't do it live. And then we edit it and try to make it, you know, try to polish it up as best we can. I, and it's kind of like a, it's, there's good and bad. I like how polished the shows come out, but it's also, there's a delay. And so when there's things like coronavirus with the delay, it's like kind of weird sometimes, but usually news moves slow. Or if you interview Richard Dolan about, UFO disclosure doesn't really matter if it's February or March. No one's ever going to know. But <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, that's pre-corona. Well, what's your, what's your, what? Spit it out. So then you, out. <laughs> you need a fucking longer cord. Today, Junior. He's got too much of a lag. I don't think he knows we're here Did he anymore. Freeze? I'm trying. I'm trying not to interrupt. <laughs> Is that the delay. These guys. Like they don't give a shit Hello? about interrupting people. I'm trying to let them fucking talk. <laughs> fucking social distancing. Is this sucks. thing on? <laughs> uh, uh, he might have a fever. I just want to ask you. I want to know about your your CE five. Like if what you think about people making contacts with aliens and all. I mean, you you know, I'm sure you've like like me over the years. You probably mind has changed over that. But uh, what, what's your thought after talking to Greer about it? Well, I mean, I talked to Greer six years ago, and I'm pretty sure he was talking about it then. So, and I've talked to you guys about it. Like it isn't a new thing. It's this new documentary that does include some footage you guys will be compelled by. Like, there's some good footage in it. Um, yeah. 
But I think that it makes sense because indigenous cultures and shamans have been sitting in circles in the desert, meditating and calling down orbs for as long as time has existed, it seems. So when I brought that up to Greer, he was like, no, it's not the same. I mean, maybe I'm putting a little stank on that, but he was like, he, he was like, no, what I, what we do is different. And I go, well, what's the difference between an orb that co- speaks to you telepathically and a spirit when you, when you sat there and you summoned something, you summoned something like, what's the difference? It's not a nuts and bolts craft. And he was like, well, it takes discernment. I'm like, okay, well, what's the biggest <laughs> difference? Just the one biggest difference. And he's got nothing. He's got nothing. It's just like, oh, well, when you're there and you have the experience, you know, I'm like, okay, dude, like, I think that this is the same. And I just think it's convenient that, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to bash anyone's game too much because people are allowed to do whatever they want and charge whatever they want for what they do. I mean, I charge for my show. Like people have a problem with it. Some people don't like it is what it is. Like everyone has the freedom to do it. You can like it or not. But I do think some of the prices I've seen for his CE5s are quite excessive. And it's just convenient that the message is, well, we need 1% of the population doing CE5. We can't, we can't do anything until we get to that critical 1%. So you have this protocol where you've charged three grand for a weekend, room and board and food not included. That's just the price to sit in the desert with Stephen Greer. And 25 people doing that, that's 60 grand. Some people don't make 60 grand in a year. Again, he can charge whatever he wants. But I was like, dude, if the message is that these beings want to help us and it's so crucial and it's all love and light, does the, do these prices go against the message? Like, can these prices be justified, especially given particularly what we're talking about? Like, charge whatever you want to, to talk. Like, to, you know, that's, but you're talking about, you're putting a price tag on contact with intergalactic beings of love and light that want to save the planet. Those stakes are pretty fucking high. Like, I just feel like that's a little weird to charge for and for the prices to be that high. Do you know anyone who is going to pay three grand for a weekend? My wife would kill me. That's like what priests used to do back in the day, right? Like, Oh, we got the message of God, but you got to go through us. And then we got to pass this little plate around. You're going to have to donate. And then God, my favor, you, I mean, it's kind of like that. It it feels a little like a little like that. It feels, but I, it's not that I doubt the protocol. I just think he's taking something that has been part of the human experience for a long time, reformatting it, and and putting it out there as something that's important. And it is important. Like we really should make if we if these are beings, we should be fucking talking to them and figuring out what the fuck's going on. But I think there are other ways to do it. I think summoning spirits and grimoires that's pretty much what they were doing these things often appear as a ball of light there's plenty of contactees that have seen balls of light there are shamans who say yeah i've seen many balls of light uh there's the idea of the civilization uh, civilizing trickster i don't think it's weird and i don't think he's a fraud i wouldn't say he's a fraud i wouldn't go that far but he, he was he was also going on about free energy devices and how the only way it'll ever work is if these people make them open source. And I'm like, okay, I get your point that open source would allow for the blueprints and everything to go all over the place and and be hard to shut down. But these people, if they crack a free energy device, they deserve to be millionaires. Like they can sell their devices for a thousand bucks. I'll pay my thousand bucks and it'll power my house forever. I think that's fair. 
they should get to recoup something for for navigating the system and getting it out there. So you say the only way it'll work is if it's open source. Well, is CE5 open source, Stephen? Ground's CE5, version is. It has a lot less overhead than creating a free energy device, I think. And you know, he mentioned that an app was coming out and stuff. And I was just like, well, I mean, is the app is the app free? Like we're talking about intergalactic beings of love and life. Do they want 499 slapped on that? I don't know. That's from them directly, Greg. That was from them directly. The price comes from them. I hope they're getting a cut. I hope they're getting a cut. They need more gas. They're right. They need more space gas. It's like the uh, college basketball not paying the athletes or comedy clubs not paying the comedians. Like people came here to speak to the orbs, Stephen. What are the orbs getting? You know, the orbs are getting gypped here, I think. They need to renegotiate their contract. Can you still say gypped? Is that yeah, is I that like? So. I think so. I'm not sure. You might just got. Canceled, I think you can Greg. say the full word. I'm sorry. I think you can. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take a chance on the full word. But uh, I think Tom Segura. Tom Segura uh, actually made a, a few jokes about that on his stand-up. But I didn't even think about gypped as like a gypsy thing. Totally. I think those you just are all. Said it. You just said it. Those are all great points, and I think putting the blueprint. If you had a free energy device and you put it out online. So here, if you want to build it, go for it, build it. If you're smart enough and you can come up with the materials, go for it. There it is. And see if you can do better. However, I've built one and you can give me 10 grand for it. That's the way I see it. So same thing with like Steve Greer. It's like, I can connect you. Like I know the aliens. You can come and sit in the desert and I'll full on introduce you to them for three grand. But I can also tell you, this is where you can find them, and this is how you can do it. And if you're really into it, you need to meditate for, you know, lots and lots of hours, and you need to focus on certain thing and get your frequency level to this certain spot, and then you can tune into them. So put that mm-hmm. out there for everybody for free. But then if you want me to actually introduce you to them, you got to give me three well, grand. Well, that's. I think that's pretty much what he's doing. I mean, it's not – the protocols aren't right. secret. Right. And I'm, I'm really just having a little bit of fun because I'm talking with you guys. No, I'm totally. I'm not, I'm not trying to here. argue you arguing him. I'm just, I think open, uh, I, James Corbett awesome makes argument. a really good point that patents are a huge problem and open source yes. needs to be the way. Like we need to get away from patent law. That is no good at all. Right. But we need to get, a, we'd have to restructure capitalism because it's just too cutthroat. Now we're to doing that right now. Protected. That's what's going on. Restructuring. It's okay, capitalism. Trump. Trump's coming out with the free energy Tesla stuff soon. Anyway, so I hope. I, so. Hope. I sure hope so. To be a Trumpler. I'm well, ready. I suppose that's as good as note. Uh, good spot as anyone to wrap it up. We appreciate you coming on the on the show, Greg. Breaking your social distance on my screen. You're only about fucking eight inches away from Graham. <laughs> Actually, guys, if you guys like both leaned in, you almost hugged. But anyway, yeah, come back anytime. We appreciate it. Yeah, you put up with our audio hiccups at the beginning while we figured out our new studio. Once again, it seems like we move every two years. Hopefully Mm -hmm. this is the last time. First interview, new studio. Yeah, it went all right. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Graham's not here. Thank you, guys. Graham hasn't even been in the new studio yet. It's really (laughs) nice. Of all the studios you've done that I've seen so far, this is by far the best. You're getting better. Great Maybe foam. we should ban Great them. foam on that yeah, door. Great tape. Great tape on the door. That's well, the so door is not supposed to be in the fucking shot. 
You could I have mean, at least you, done it and like you made a ruin out of it or Viking out of the tape, some secret symbol. Is that foam? Is that like a line to Orion? Did you get it precise? Yeah, or? that's that's actually <laughs> uh, that's a geological alignment. It's an astrological right, alignment. Right. So when the yeah. sun hits those two pieces of tape on that angle, then we'll know it's the solstice. <laughs> gotcha. We'll have you back on the solstice so I can prove my point. Oh, I'll take a picture do. and put it up Please as a cue post. Yeah. Get everybody else to figure <laughs> out what that means. <laughs> Yes. Well, guys, hey, thank you so much for having me. It's always fun. You know, my show is a little isolating for me. A lot of the guests I have are not of my generation. And, you know, we're not really just fucking around. So it's fun to come here and just have a good time. Appreciate it. That's right. And if you guys can't meet up anyplace else, then just like meet up in the meat aisle at the grocery store and talk THC or America. Sure. Just try not to get arrested. And if you do get arrested, cause a scene and wear your Grammarica shirt or your THC shirt. Amen. All right, guys. Thank, thanks, buddy. Thank Ciao you. for now. Take care. Peace. Wow. Oh, usually it, uh, that happened fast. And that wow. was our chat with the mighty Greg Carlwood. Graham's gone. Graham's gone, too. This is what happens when Graham's not in studio. Graham? No, what did you think, Michael? He's gone. Oh man, that was great. I've been waiting to talk to Greg. He's been, uh, I think I've been listening to Greg or maybe you introduced me actually to listen to the higher side chats. I think so. I can't remember, but it was around the same time that I started to, I moved over from, uh, oh, what was that? Caravan to Midnight, just totally different than these two shows. Caravan to Midnight. Is that Whitley Strieber? No, it's, uh, uh, not Willie Strieber? You John sure? John B. Wells. He was on Coast to Coast for quite a while. He had his own radio show. He's been around forever. He's like probably 70. But anyway. What'd you think, Grambo? Yeah, it was fun. I was surprised that the audio was a little off. Uh, I thought our internet would be better. That's just because your Wi-Fi, okay. I think. We didn't have no, any audio. No, it wasn't audio. me. It was you guys. Yeah, you guys had some bad, bad... Uh, Issues coming out. We had zero really? audio. No, problems it's only when you talk in studio with between us or Greg. I almost wonder if it's you were the mic. only person who had audio hiccups from our end. Is your yeah mic- from my end? I'm hearing you all, and my Wi-Fi is good, so I don't know. Well, then I think we can isolate. <laughs> really Graham is the problem. I think so. Yeah. 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 Well, that that's really good sucks. News. So well, I think that's good news. I think I look <clears> pretty good. It's usually pretty good on here. No, it only happens when you were talking, and it's only when you start talking that it's like the mic is trying yeah, to catch up or something. No, but you guys are going all waffly a lot, and Greg was even a couple times, so uh, I don't yeah. know. That didn't happen here at all, so I'm not sure. We'll get you all hardwired in, yeah, bud. I don't know. You'll I, be good. He can't hear me. No, it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. I, I can hear you fine. <laughs> it doesn't do that normally for me, so I don't know why it's doing it just now with you guys. So. He keeps slipping into like fine. slow motion a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's been fine for me until tonight with you guys. Sorry to hear that. Well, what so, else have you been doing? Have you been podcasting with other people? I've been working. I'm doing it on work. Skype on Skype. Meeting. Oh, Google Meetup at work. Then D and D too. That I mean, it's just and just 
Skyping mom and sister. It's been fine. I mean, it's been it's been fine for everything else except for with you. When can we expect you back in studio? I don't know. We'll see what the uh, what the cops say. We could get you a mask, maybe. So wait, you haven't left your house? This is the outro, yeah. It's so glitchy. Maybe it's when I talk, actually. Because he glitched when I started talking. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, big thanks to Greg for coming on the show. It's good to chat with Greg again, for sure. Big thanks to Grab for... For uh, tuning in, joining us on Skype. <laughs> Asking a couple of good questions. Asking a couple of great questions. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get him back in studio soon so that we don't have the hiccups, the Graham hiccups. He's our best question asker in the interview section, so we need him on his game. But he'll be back soon. We'll get him a mask if we need to. I'll wear a mask too if it makes him feel better. Maybe next week. If we can find masks, I think they're sold out. Send masks to the P.O. Box or America.ca slash support. Uh, if you can afford to keep supporting the show during the COVID crisis, it would help because there's a bunch of people that can't and we understand, but we love you. We could use some support. America.ca slash support. We're going to have to get Graham a long Ethernet cord now and uh, a hazmat suit. He looks up because he's looking at where he's going to drill the hole through the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, big thanks to you guys for tuning in. We love you. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Wash your hands. Drop in the bucket, baby You're just a drop in the bucket, baby You're just a single solitary drop in the bucket, baby
today Sketch out the scenery Rambling from here and there and back and forth between here and there and back and forth between here and there and to the corner store The sunrise corner store The Sunrise Corner Store Pinching pennies La da 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 I'm a dog to be my best friend.